everyone. Um, I'm really excited to be here today to talk to you guys a little bit about um, the topic of designing for conversations. Um, my name is Lisa Ding. I um, work on the conversations team as a designer. And I will start by telling you a little bit about me. I'm going to try to do a three-minute life story here. So I um, was born in China. I moved to the US when I was six years old. And I lived in a lot of different places. I lived in Texas. I lived in Louisiana. I lived on the East Coast for a while. And then I eventually lived in uh, San Francisco for 10 years before I moved to where I live now, which is Boulder, Colorado. Um, when I, since I was born in China and I didn't immigrate until I was a little older, um, there's the one-child uh, policy in China at the time. And so um, I, w I grew up an only child, and so I got to spend a lot of time pursuing my own hobbies, and I had many of them. One of them was one summer I was really into astronomy, so I went to astronomy camp. One summer I uh, watched all the movies on the um, American Film Institute's top 100 list. And then one summer I got really into um, uh, putzing around on Photoshop, and so that kind of led me to graphic design. Um, I ultimately didn't pursue um, design when I went to university because I wasn't a very good illustrator, and I didn't think that it was possible to be a good designer. But luckily, I found out that there is a field of design where it's OK to draw stick figures. Um, so that's what I do now. <laughs> um, I've been at Twitter for five years. And I've worked on things from the health realm of trying to make it easier for people to block, report, and mute people. Um, I've worked on direct messages. And now I'm working on conversations. So um, sort of what I want to talk about today, one is the, the purpose, why we're doing this project. Um, second, I wanted to walk through some of the considerations um, when it comes to thinking about conversations, um, some ideas that we're trying out in a prototyping app, which I'll tell you a little bit later, and then also some personal reflections I've had along the way. So starting with the purpose, um, I put up this quote from the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, just because I feel like that's kind of the, our, our main spokesperson for what we're trying to do here. So. Um, we believe our superpower is around conversation, and we believe our purpose is to serve the public conversation. So I think as a company, we're striving towards building our platform and improving our platform to be a place where people want to come and have public conversations. Um, in order to sort of frame this project and figure out where to even start, um, we. Um, our research team did a lot of work. My colleague, Cody Elam, um, came up with four different sort of needs that people have from conversations, starting with discovery. So um, people say it's hard to find interesting conversations on Twitter. Next, we have consuming conversations. It's hard to read, understand, and follow what people are saying to one another. There's also participation. I don't know who to talk with. And even if I did, I'm not sure that they would respond to what I said. And then lastly, being able to follow along with the conversation. It's hard to keep up with the conversation I care about. Um, to start, we decided to focus on uh, the reading experience. And so we frame the problem statement to be, how can we make it easier for people to read and understand conversations on Twitter? And in order to address this problem in a way that we felt 
would really get at some root issues, we needed to make some big changes. Um, so we, instead of making these changes incrementally in within the main Twitter app, we decided to create a separate standalone prototyping app um, so that we can not disrupt people's workflows. There's, um, as Charles mentioned, Twitter has kind of an open ecosystem in that people sort of helped us to design Twitter. Um, and so, and they've come to use it in many different ways and we wanna respect that and not disrupt their workflows. So um, we also wanted to be able to test things quickly. Um, by having a separate prototype, we're actually able to do some things that would require much more effort if we wanted to give it to everybody at the same time. And then lastly, um, and what I think is most interesting about having a separate prototype for um, testing stuff is that you allow people to use it for a while. Um, normally, when we're you know, developing new features in secret, we tend to test in kind of these like one hour sessions in which we say, hey, like imagine you wanna do this thing, how would you do it? Um, I feel like some of these changes that we're trying to make here are so fundamental to how people are using Twitter that it really takes time for them to sort of live with it to better understand what change has happened in, their, in the way that they use it. So next I'm gonna walk you through some of the considerations that, and this is not an exhaustive list, but just a couple of dimensions to think about this problem. Um, just a show of hands so I know how much detail I should go into here. How many of you uh, consider yourself familiar with how Twitter, how to use Twitter? Okay, a fair amount. All right, so I won't uh, explain too much. So I'm gonna start out with the home timeline. So going with spatial metaphors. The home timeline is a place where you are relaxing in your home. It's a place where you're comfortable and you have control over what appears there. Um, whenever there is something uh, new, so maybe we can use the metaphor of having a dinner party. If someone were to come to your house, that's, that's someone you know. And if somebody, a new person came, that person would need some sort of connection to somebody that you already know. So if your friend showed up with their cousin who was visiting for the weekend, the person who you know, brought him would be the person that's vouching for him. Um, a different space on Twitter is what we call tweet detail. So whenever you tap on a tweet in the home timeline, we take you into the view that's a little bit more like uh, a town hall meeting. It's a, it's a more public space. Um, you tend to be a little bit mo more open to seeing things from people who you don't know, people who have dissimilar views from you. And then another space is the explore tab, which is where you tap on the, the what do you call it, magnifying glass. Um, it's the a spatial analogy would be exploring a new city. So this is a place that you've chosen based on knowing what you like. And so you kind of know what to expect, but you're much more open to seeing new things and seeing things that you, you also disagree with. Um, another dimension that I wanted to talk about was the, the shape of conversations. Um, so starting with this first one, this is what, I would consider a shallow conversation. Uh, you have a root tweet where somebody originated this discussion, and then you have a bunch of people who are essentially commenting versus, say, replying to each other. Um, I think this, there's definitely valid 
uses of this type of format. So whenever a celebrity tweets, um, you tend to have a lot of people just kind of responding to it. Or if you have a funny tweet that goes viral, um, you have a lot of people sometimes replying with a GIF. But where I think we need to make sure that we're better serving the conversation is around when people maybe want to actually have more of that that conversation. So something like this, where they want to have a chain of discussions, but they just don't know where to find it, or they, they maybe um, can't see everything. So um, that's kind of what we're working towards. But in reality, most conversations look like these. Um, you tend to have like some longer threads and then some shorter ones. And I think what we ultimately want to achieve is that we give each thread of conversation a chance, um, that if it's something that people want to comment on that we give them the opportunity to do so and we give them access to it. All of the stuff that I just show you, showed you with the shapes is actually oversimplification what, with what actually happens on Twitter. One of the most, um, I guess, challenging but powerful things about Twitter is that it, there's infinite branching. So um, any tweet is really just a tweet. Any reply, sorry, is just a tweet. And so that's what makes it really complicated. All right, so now I'm going to tell you a little bit about what we're testing and um, why we're doing it. So to start, we are trying what we are calling a single conversation view. If we were go to go back to the town hall analogy, it's the difference between having people in maybe different corners of a town hall meeting versus having people in one space with a shared microphone and asking each other, listen to each other. And maybe after you've talked for a little bit, then you can break out into smaller groups. Um, but we want to give that, that global conversation a chance. Um, we are also threading replies, and the benefit here is that we've heard from people that use Twitter that they would like to be able to more easily understand who's replying to whom, and so with the structure, we hope that that's a little bit easier to see. We want to also be able to help you see the thing that you most want to see, and that's oftentimes what is the most important replies to me. And so we have these labels that say author or following to kind of help you immediately identify those, those replies. And then lastly, we want to be able to help you focus on the content. Um, so one thing that when it comes to like time and energy using social media, it's about like how much time do you invest in it? How can you are you able to just kind of scan things quickly and move on? And so we're hoping that with this, um, this new design in which we focus more on removing some of the, the context that's not necessary in this view, um, we, can, we can actually do that for you. So that leads me to the next thing, which is in order to do that, we have to have some sort of way to make it happen um, through progressive disclosure of that context. So in doing so, we're also sort of challenging our existing incentives models. Um, and you know we're not the only ones doing this. Um, Instagram has also experimented with this. But basically, we want you to think about um, engagement numbers and how, how that influences how you read a conversation. Um, would you maybe read first and judge later if you couldn't see how many likes a tweet got at first? So here, you might um, tap on the tweet, and then you would Expand, it would you know, actually show you that tweet in a fo focused state, and then that's when you would actually see who's liked it. Um, 
another thing that we're trying is thinking through like how many there there's actually multiple levels of detail that you can need and maybe it's not necessary to show it to you all at once and if we break it up into these more progressive steps maybe we can actually show you more information that you previously couldn't see um, one example is maybe we would show you how many impressions as the author how many impressions you've gotten or we can show you a list of people that you know who have liked or retweeted it. All right, and last I'm gonna just share some personal random thoughts that I've had along the way. Um, one thing that uh, it took me a while to kind of figure out is that reading and participating in conversations are actually really two different but related activities. So I think it's easy to assume that when people read a conversation, then they're more likely to want to reply to it because they're seeing more. Um, but it's not always the case. So in one circumstance, you could say, okay, I have access more to more information, therefore I do want to reply. I can see more threads of conversations and therefore that increases the number of topics that I could possibly participate in. Another way to look at it is I'm seeing more of people's responses and I'm finding that other people are actually already saying the things that I wanna say. So rather than just repeating it and, um, and not creating any new content, I can, I can like somebody else's. Um, and then finally, I think it's important to acknowledge that participation also comes with a lot of other factors. Um, for example, feeling like you're safe on the platform and so you have to kind of separate these two reading and, and, and participating ideas. Next, um, I think it is very obvious that people want Twitter to show them what is the best content, but it's super important to also tell you why. Um, so, for example, I would say like oftentimes when people go into a conversation, they sort of assume that Twitter is showing them the best things, but occasionally they'll kind of go and confirm it. And at that point in which they're trying to confirm it is a very critical moment in which we can lose a lot of trust. And so it is important that um, we do bring you the best content, but also tell you exactly why so that you would trust it in the future and not waste your time confirming it. And then lastly, um, even though I think the using a prototype has been and a better way to capture how people use something that's different over a period of time, there's still long-term effects of it. So it's really hard to predict how people might use Twitter differently, say over a period of like six months to a year. So as an example, um, imagine if Twitter didn't support infinite threading in a way that it presented it to you. Um, maybe after like five levels of a conversation, we make it all flat that could potentially change the way that people have discussions on Twitter. It could mean that once you see that it's flat, you don't wanna keep discussing it anymore and you want to start a new thread. So those are the things that are a little bit more challenging to, to measure and know. Um, but what we do know is that Twitter users are very passionate. Um, they have helped shape the product over the years. And so we really want to like, better understand what everybody needs and make sure that we build a product that's enduring. All right, thank you very much. Um, if you have any thoughts or questions or are interested in trying to be a part of the prototyping um, uh, app, 
Um, my Twitter handle is at LOLDing, um, and my uh, DMs are open. Thank you. <laughs>